0: Welcome to episode 45 of the church podcast. All right. Okay. So friend recommended this podcast called, uh,
1: I would just like to say, I really appreciate all of our friends sending us messages and commenting yeah. about episodes we should do or things we should listen to because we actually do episodes on that. And we do listen to those things and they're very interesting to us.
0: Well, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's nice to feel like we're not in this alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so much division in a culty church like that, Mm -hmm. that when you, you know, you get out of that after years and years and years and years of being in that mode. And then the people that, that like you excommunicated are like loving and accepting of you and forgive you and you welcome you back. And it's like, Whoa, like, we can be friends. Right. Um, you know, it's a step. Because mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't even know if I'm ready for that, though. Mm. I don't know if I'm ready to be friends with anyone. Mm. I am. <laughs> I mean, well, I take that back. I am friends with people, but I just have reservations about the people that we were actually, like, there with and and going through those weird is with anyway so so the, the podcast is called Heaven Bent Heaven Bent it's interesting I wonder how they came to that title but it's I think all about Bethel Church and their experience with that and they're also like kind of doing like what we're doing like like they're trying to figure out. The situation whereas we are sure that it was a cult.
1: Yeah. <laughs> tr- you know,
0: it's like she's trying to she like she
1: leaves it very open ended.
0: Yeah. She's very professional in that way. Right. Um, so it's it's really great. And thank you to the person that that recommended that podcast. I listened to it like right away. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. Well because we
1: posted. We listened to it out together.
0: Oh, I didn't say we. You said I. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So like we listened to it. Well, it's my phone. I put it on. <laughs>
1: That's true, (laughs) but it was very, very good.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's really interesting because I do believe a lot of churches are cults, Mm -hmm. and whether or not they mean to be, whether or not they are fully cultish, which I'm not necessarily, like, I'm, like, a cult expert, but I know what feels bad, and I know what I didn't like, and I know what, you know, problems I had that, I didn't I didn't instigate those problems. Like they were put on me. You know, that to me that to me kind of like reeks cult.
1: And it's also interesting how I mean, if you watch like the Leah Ramini Scientology thing and you listen to this podcast about Bethel and you, you know, track it back to our experience, there's lots of common things that they do to the members there. And Scientology is a little bit, like, higher on, like, that you have to pay to get into these certain levels and things like that. But Yeah,
0: Remedy people... was like a little pissant version of Scientology.
1: Right. And Bethel is a little bit higher above that, and then Scientology yeah. is like... It's
0: hilarious because the the the, the, the senior pastor at Remedy uh, one day, he was upset because people were going to Bethel and visiting Bethel on Sundays when they should be at Remedy. But they were <laughs> at Bethel. He comes to a worship meeting, and he, he was saying why that's a bad idea you want to be you know spending all of your energy you know advancing our vision like this is you've been called here and if you're going there you know imagine a tree trying to go from this river to that river it's going to die you know it has to be planted
1: can't grow in washington your roots in florida
0: your roots can't grow deep if you keep moving around and plus they're retarded you literally (laughs) called them retarded (laughs) And I was just like, all right. I mean, at the time I still had respect for the guy. So it's weird to think back, but Mm -hmm. there was a part of me that was like, you just don't do that. Right. I mean, you just called their church retarded, retarded, retarded. You just called their church. You just called them a bunch of retards. Mm -hmm. Homeboys written books.
1: Church is way bigger than yours.
0: (laughs) Way bigger. You're going to call them retarded. If you're calling them retarded. Well, what the heck are we?
1: (laughs) Good question.
0: Anyway, that the podcast is very interesting. They they it's it's very what did I say professional? Like it's it's pr- oh produced. It's produced very well. Mm-hmm. So, really enjoyable podcast. Yeah. The testimonials that she has of people that like went there and like like went there for years and then left and now they're like kind of doing what we were doing, which was like waiting for the implosion. It's like mm-hmm. you you were, you were there, you know the manipulation and the stuff that happened, and now you're just like, when is this thing's going to pop off soon? Mm-hmm. Like they're literally breaking the law. Yeah. I'm not speaking on anything Bethel as far as breaking the law. But at, at Remedy, they they were breaking the law mm-hmm. and are still. The people, I mean, it's like. Uh, if
1: you know, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wanted to just kind of touch on that, like the culty aspects of the, the church cult that we were at. What do you think? You want to share a couple points and I'll share a couple points? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, what was like the most culty thing to you that like just rubbed you the wrong way that you just like let it slide?
1: So many things. <laughs> well, I think the thing that comes to mind is like that comes to the forefront of my mind at least is forsaking your family mm. if they're not
0: I do feel like that's a common one with, with churches that go that route.
1: Right, and that's what I was like hearing in that podcast about Bethel and I feel like is super common in Scientology and pretty much like any cult that I've heard of, yeah. it's very common. and like, Well,
0: my mom said this about that. Well, What do you have to say about that? Well, is your mom in leadership? Is she a church leader? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, who's to say?
0: you sure you want to be taking that advice?
1: Exactly. and
0: Honor your mom. That doesn't mean you have to listen to them.
1: That was one of the first realizations that I had about that was because when I first started going there, I pretty much stopped hanging out with all of my friends that I made in college, which... Was was kind of weird, but I hadn't known them for, like, that long. But we were pretty close. Like, I told them very, like, intimate details about a lot of stuff. And they had seen me through a lot of, like, hard times, you know? Yeah. And I kind of started talking to my sister and my best friend from back home, but kind of not still. But I was kind of trying to, like, talk to them in a way of winning them. To, like, you should move to Chico or some shit like that, you know? And same thing like with my mom, like you should retire in paradise because we're here and we're building this and blah, 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 blah.
0: There's rich people.
1: Right. <laughs> There's a Seventh-day Adventist hospital here or you should like, you know, move here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... He's
0: doing that Jesus duty.
1: Exactly. So I was doing that really because I believed in what the church was doing and... Um, it was interesting because I had lost a lot of friends by going there. And I didn't really realize that until looking back being like, wow, like I really don't talk to like my closest friends from college anymore at all. Mm -hmm. Then when we happened, who was the first person that I called? My sister. And then my dad, you know, talked to my mom, talked to my other friend. And okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, not it's that it wasn't back. great to talk to my parents, but she was the first person that I was like, so here's what's happening. She was like, okay, that's a lot. Okay, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was just very even-keeled, very loving how she always is.
0: Yeah.
1: And... um. It's very interesting because we hadn't talked like really on that type of level for a couple of years, pretty much since I went there. I didn't really tell her any intimate details about anything Well, because it's that was a no, no. Yeah.
0: And
1: and so I just thought it was the people that I shut out the most were the people that I ran to when I was in the most trouble. And they were always there. That is very interesting. And the people that I thought would be there were the ones who turned against me. And so I think there's something to be said about like why cults try to have you stray away from your family and the friends you grew up with. Because they know that those are the people that are going to have your back and say, hey, this shit's fucking weird. Or if you go to them and say, hey, my pastor says this, like, what do you think about that? And they're like, oh, that kind of sounds weird, you know. So if you're confiding in people that are outside of the cult then you're gonna have your eyes open to realize that it's a fucking cult and so I think that that's why Remedy tried to do that and I think that's why Scientology and pretty much any other cult tries to do that is because they know that the people in your life that are actually 100% there for you no matter what are going to talk sense into you when you're sharing these things with them, which is why they discourage you sharing the details about the leadership meetings and all of that with your family that aren't there.
0: Very interesting. So that reminds that reminds me, like I I watch sometimes these like videos on YouTube where they're like, an, facial analyzation or whatever, they're like an, analyzing people's like behavior and stuff. Um, Sometimes it's like criminals, or like um, a couple of them did like one on like Britney Spears's videos recently because mm-hmm. she's, yeah, um, <laughs> and and they did one on these guys that like murdered their parents, and yeah, that <laughs> this random. this one guy did one on these these guys that murdered. Their, and it's not random because they're that's the those are typically the type of things that they like do. It's like oh. criminals or you know whatever like analyzing their behavior on on the witness on the uh <clears throat> on the stand what's what's it called like the little Testifying? I, Yeah, test test yeah, whatever. Um witness stand. They're up on the stand and they're they're being questioned and stuff. And um this guy was talking about why he killed his parents and saying that you know, well he his dad was like, you know, raping him and stuff. And one of the things his dad said was um this is our little secret. Like you don't want to tell anybody because this is then bad things are going to happen to you, and it's like it's it's what you just said like made me think of that and like how twisted and dark, you know, somebody doing that is, Mm -hmm. it's and like their behavior being like so similar, it's like they just want to hide it, right? And so it's like in these Christian cults or any cults, I guess it's like, oh, just like you know, like you know, you can you can like talk to your family, but but they don't need to know what's going on in the, the inner workings. That's for the leaders. That's for you and me. Mm-hmm. Like we're the leaders and, and you have to see them as, as somebody trying to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what it is. They give you this like uh, shit like this. They feed you this idea that you're some kind of elite human being. And, and mm-hmm. now you're above your, your friends and family, you know, and, and until they, until they come in and submit to Christ, You don't, you know, you want to kind of keep it surface level.
1: And you can only talk to the people in your own cult, the things like that you're struggling with, and they're just going to tell you what the fucking cult leaders tell you. Right.
0: So any more points about how, or like your first impressions of how it was a cult?
1: Something that actually happened. The first time that I went, which I thought was interesting, which I didn't really think was very culty until I look back on it, was when I sat down and somebody sat like a seat away from me. So there was like a seat in between us. And then after the service was over, she turned to me and introduced herself and asked what I thought of the message. And... I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you look artsy and cool. Like, I'll tell you what I think. And then we ended up talking for a long time, and I was crying. And we got coffee like that next week and went thrift store shopping. And it was awesome. And now looking back, becoming a leader in that place I realized how fake it was a leader probably told her to sit a space away from me and tell no, her. To you talk were a mission. Yes, exactly.
0: You're a missions trip for her.
1: Right. It wasn't like she was like, Oh, this girl looks cool. I'm gonna sit next to her, which is what I thought it was. It but yeah, now looking back I'm like, Oh, I totally did that to people because I was trying to win them and I was trying to be the best small group leader and have the most People that I won to, like, my small group and on my team yeah. and I had the coolest it's like people.
0: That, it's like that movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. You know, <laughs> That's a good example. You know, they were both on a mission with each other. It was totally for, like, business purposes. Then they actually fell in love and then found out, oh, you just initiated that because you were trying to get this job position. And it's like, all right, cool. That's fine. It changed. They, they, their feelings became real, but it's still like majorly cheapens it. Like, and they were mad at each other. It was like really upsetting and hurtful. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's like nothing really wrong with like trying to, to like make someone feel welcome in church where it becomes culty though. Is where you do that and, and that's, your, that's your weekly mission. You don't actually, like, organically want to know these people and, and be friends. hmm You know? Like, it's a work. It's a fucking work project for you. Like, right. You know? Like, like, this is an assignment. You're, on a, you're doing an assignment. It actually kind of makes everything kind of like, like, uh, That's... That kind of sucks.
1: Yeah. So, what was your first inkling like oh that's I don't like that or that it was culty or something
0: the 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 very first warning signs I had that I, I I just let them go because they're not really big deals I remember the first day I went there and they had parking lot greeters they had first door greeters they had second door greeters they had ushers you know all these people just over the top welcoming and friendly. And it, it could have been just, I'm sorry, my eye itches. It's okay. Um, it could have just been the realm that I was coming from and two, that, that made it so weird because of the contrast. But it's like from where, where I was from men act hard and tough and you're, you're cool and you're welcoming to people in a cool way right? In like mm-hmm. a normal way in my head it's normal. It's like what's up man? You shake your hand firm handshake you know <laughs> like smoke a bowl drink a beer or something talk about man stuff and then over time you become just a little more relaxed and then these are these are just your friends and you go through shit together and that's normal. It, like at this place it was like they were my best friend like the best friend I'd had since since like I first opened my eyes. <laughs> and it's like, I missed you. <laughs> like, well, man, I'm so glad you're here now. And I was just like
1: Who the fuck are you?
0: <laughs> Stop smiling at me. Like, all right, dude, I'm I'm here to see my brother. Like it just was so it was so over the top. So my very first warning sign was just Walking up to the building, one person in particular, I remember, I won't mention names because he's all right. A couple people actually. They just, and I'm sure they were instructed to. so I don't I don't blame them for being awkward. I feel like they had their pre-church meeting and it was like, all right guys, smiling. Smiles. you know, we're welcoming.
1: So and so's brother's gonna come in, so we have to make sure he feels welcome.
0: Yeah, that's not normal. Uh, grown men with beards and and tattoos and stuff standing there at the doors of a of a church, like, but awkwardly smiley and 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 just fake it. Yeah, it's like cult vibes, and and so then uh, the next thing after that was. Um, the first time i heard somebody uh praying in tongues never heard of that well actually no i did hear of that from a pastor who who taught that in a completely different way it was this old pastor pastor arnold murray he was the pastor of shepherd's chapel and i would watch that on summer breaks in high school <clears throat> like on from like one in the morning to like four in the morning. I'd literally sit there and listen to this guy because he was just a badass. He was like an ex Marine and he would read the Bible. He would just read the Bible and talk about what it meant. And to me, that was just so genuine and, and cool. And, and then, and then like the last 20 minutes or 30 minutes of, of the episode, he would read mail And answer their questions people would send questions in and he would just answer them and it was really interesting because sometimes he'd get like kind of like fired up at people like you know they'd they'd ask something he'd he'd be like like he'd get all like worked up and like (laughs) he was blunt but he wasn't abusive and you kind of expected that because he was a he was an ex-military guy like you know and and just no bullshit kind of guy and the way he interpreted the scriptures about tongues was that it was like somebody who is, has the ability to speak other languages, like worldly languages, not gibberish, right,
1: like Spanish, Italian. Right.
0: When I first heard somebody praying in tongues, you know, I obviously stayed there for a long time, so I I somewhat assimilated to that. Uh, and but but the first time I heard it, I was I was with my girlfriend, and. And,
1: uh, not me. uh,
0: Yeah. A couple other people, people I had a lot of respect for. Um, and they started praying in tongues and I was like, like (laughs) what? Wait a minute. We were just praying. What is happening?
1: They didn't explain it to you before. So they just started like,
0: yes. Okay. Because at that church that was normal. And that's the that's the problem with church I feel like that's one of the biggest problems with church in general nowadays to this day is they're so there's they're so us for and no more mm-hmm. that, that, that that they are they forget what normal people are like what right. the, what the other people in the world are like it, it, it they're in a bubble and and they the stuff that they think is like normal that wasn't that wasn't a conversation that happened in Joe Schmo's life (laughs) that is now a visitor in your church. And you're acting like this and they think you're fucking crazy. I get fired up about it because it's like, you want to, you want to go forth and preach the gospel. Like Jesus said, but you, you look insane.
1: Well, so that's another issue that I have about the church that we went to. I feel like, something that the senior pastor tried to put on me was like, oh, you're a creative and you can, like, interpret tongues. And so to me that meant, like, she was, like, spewing craziness and I was, like, interpreting in English what she was saying. And the first time that that happened was when the kids' church pastor came up during an an encounter, which was like this huge ministry session. She came up and asked for prayer, and the senior pastor was praying over her in tongues, and I was checking in people with the kids' church pastor's husband, and he had just told me that they had had a miscarriage. Huh. And I was the first person in the church that he told.
0: Oh.
1: And he was crying and I was crying because they had tried for a couple of years at that point to have a kid. And they finally were like getting there. And I think they miscarried after three or four months. And I had miscarried also. So I was sharing my experience with him and we were both just like weeping. And so by the time it got to the Holy Spirit session in the encounter, I was like, okay, I know what his wife is going through, and I feel like I have to tell her if she is building into the kids here, she's going to have a kid. And so the senior pastor was praying over her, and she was speaking all these crazy things, you know, in tongues. And I was just saying, what I felt like she needed to hear. If you build into the kids, he's going to, you know, God's going to build into your family. And if you've had a loss, it's okay because you're building into these kids and he's going to give you another and another and another. And she was weeping. And so then the senior pastor was like, do you know? And I was like, huh? She's like, "Do you know?" I was like, "What do I know?" And she, the kids' church, um, the kids' church pastor's wife had told her, but she hadn't told me. Neither of them had told me, but I just talked to the husband outside, so I knew. And but they didn't know that I knew. So, so you're I was, like,
0: "I don't know anything. What do you know?"
1: Exactly. So I was like, "Huh?" And they were like, "Oh my God, you're speaking from the Lord. You can interpret tongues." And I was like, "Oh my God, I I can't." I just literally had talked to him outside, and he had told me, well, that reminds me of the whole Bethel thing. It's like, well, this is just happening. Right, and right. And now I feel like I can't backtrack because literally the senior pastor was like, this is from the Lord. And I was like, oh, but um, I I'm, did. I mean, you know. Okay, uh, but
0: but you should be able to you should be able to people in that type of situation in a church should be able to retract what they said and say like, Oh, wait a minute. Like that's not what I meant. My (laughs) impressions that the church was a cult when I first walked in, that was one of them was, was the tongues thing. And that was a very good story. Thank you for sharing that. I I didn't, I just wanted to, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That could be like a whole nother episode.
1: I was thinking that.
0: Yeah. That was just very odd to me. It's one of the things that was so like fundamental there. But since leaving has now come under like great scrutiny by me, did I really do that? Did I really believe in that? Or was I just doing that for their sake? Which I think a lot of the things that, that, you know, might give you an idea that, that a a church is a cult is, are you doing this because you feel inspired from within to do this and this just resonates with you or are you doing this to fit in because if it I, I feel like if there's multiple things that you have to do to fit in in a place that that should be a place that everyone fits in then it's probably not healthy it's probably not good god made everybody where all his family and kids he's trying to reach all the whole world you know that's what jesus died for the whole world the whole world that 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 just to me, that's like a red flag, right?
1: Yeah, it's like if you have to do this to get into heaven or to have our church accept you, then well, it's a cult thing. It's a cult thing.
0: Yeah, the super smiley thing. You, you, you don't walk around those people. You see them out in public. They're not doing that. You know, you don't see you. you don't see people speaking in tongues walking around Winco.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you have to do something, that's acting. Well, I feel like it's what we were talking about a couple of episodes ago where you, depending on who you're around, you put up, you know, walls or a facade or you act a little bit different depending on who you're around and you're only your true self around yourself.
0: Yeah, that to me was a really big hurdle because it was like, okay, I really like everything about this place. What what just happened with that? I'm I'm starting to think y'all are completely out of your minds.
1: <laughs> it looks that way.
0: Yeah, and it's like that's the type of thing where it's like you're praying with people and they start praying in tongues and you're like, oh fuck, uh, is everyone else hearing this? <laughs> <laughs> Am I crazy?
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to play it up. You don't need to like boost God's like, um, you know the the algorithm yeah you don't need to 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 help god be like impressive that's what i feel like that's how I, that's the impression i get from tongues and church in general